I'm here to unravel nearly everything in life that gets complicated. Everything doesn't have to be so hard, even if we try and make it that way ourselves. I aim to uncomplicate what has often gotten complicated, life, and all things fitness, nutrition, healthy, balanced lifestyle. I will talk from my own personal experiences as a personal trainer, nutritionist, business owner. I will bring in experts who know better than me. I will talk about it from the experience from my clients and their successes and their failures. Everything you need to know to give yourself permission to be a little less so you can do a little more. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to the Stress Less Lifestyle Podcast. I am Nikki. Last week, we talked about macronutrients. And today, the topic is micros. This is the second part in a series of breaking down nutrition, kind of getting us to the basics and what do all of these words and phrases in nutrition mean and how can it help you reach your overall health goals. In addition to micronutrients, though, today I'm going to be adding in a bonus topic of alcohol. Micronutrients, just so you're aware, they're commonly known as vitamins and minerals. And not to leave you hanging because alcohol surely isn't exciting, but I'm going to be talking about micros first. So hang in there. We'll get to the alcohol and how it affects fat loss and overall health in terms of nutrition. But we're going to talk about micronutrients first and a little recap. Um, But if you want to hear more about macronutrients and the what and the why and how much for those, go back and listen to the last podcast. But a little bit of recap about macros. They are the big macronutrients, not just because they are big molecules or anything like that, but they're the ones that we need in our body in large amounts. We need them in larger amounts than we do in relation to vitamins and minerals. Macronutrients are the protein, the fat, and the carbs, and they bring us our calories, right? Mostly macros are talked about in the in terms of fat loss, healthy lifestyle, nutrition, things like that. But we, if you never really pay attention to your micronutrients, you could be severely lacking in your overall health. So we need to know about micronutrients and we need to understand them. So we are going to talk about three things in relation to those. We're going to talk about whether micros play a part in your fat loss. The second one would be, what are the most important micronutrients? And then how much of each do you need? There are so many micronutrients out there. Um, So I'm not going to list them all. If you are a label reader, and I'm telling you, I have been a label reader my entire life. Since I could read, I would sit at the breakfast table when we were having cereal, and I would have that cereal box in front of me, and I would just read. Or I like to mix cereal. I would have two cereal boxes out, and I'd be reading that label. I'd be sitting there, what, sitting sideways, and I'd be staring at the nutrition label. Not because I cared what was in the food, but the numbers and the percentages, like, it, it intrigued me. I mean, I remember being a young kid just wondering how all these added up and how much of this cereal do I need to get 100% of my vitamin C if there's only 5%, you know, all of that stuff. So micronutrients, they're everywhere. You can find that list. You can look them up. Your doctors probably tell you what you need. Um, So there are a lot of them. And do all of them or any of them play a major part in your fat loss goals or in your normal daily maintenance healthy lifestyle goals? And the answer is yes, for both. So as I mentioned briefly, 
if you don't pay attention to your micronutrients, you're going to you're gonna be living like a piece of Swiss cheese. You're going to have the structure of your body, but you're going to be having a little bit of missing pieces here and there. You need to make sure that you do have all of the vitamins and minerals that your body requires simply to function. I mean, if you're missing out on, let's say, all of your protein or like zero biotin in your body, you may have a hard time having your nails grow or let, or collagen could be along the same thing. And again, nothing of this works. None of these work like in isolation, right? They all work together. But let's just say you have no collagen. You're not going to be replacing the skin that sheds off. You're not going to be growing your nails strong. You're not going to be, you know, you can be, if you're lacking calcium, you're going to literally have holes in your bones. You know, there are, there are lots of things that go on in your body that require these micronutrients. So yeah, you do have to have them just to live a healthy life. And in relation to fat loss, if your body is not whole, it's not functioning well, it doesn't have everything it needs, fat loss could be harder. Not because you're going to gain weight if you don't have enough vitamin D. Not because you're going to, you know, get fat because you're not having enough vitamin C. It doesn't work that way. You're not going to put on weight if you're deficient in micronutrients. As much as people want you to believe that you should take their vitamins and take these pills, it will help with your fat loss. That's not exactly how it works. It's You have to have be ingesting too many calories for your body, right? But if you are deficient in micronutrients in any of them, then you could be lacking energy. You could not be sleeping well. You could be having cravings that you just can't figure out and you just keep craving things and keep trying to satisfy the cravings so now you're overeating. Even if you're eating like M&Ms here and there, right? You do that for weeks and weeks or months on end and you're gonna be overeating eventually. So... But if you're not tracking your food, right? Like if you fit them in your macros, cool. But that brings up another topic. Another point in this topic is that if you are doing the macro way of eating, you're fitting your food that you want within the macronutrient goals that you need for your goals, but you're not paying attention to micronutrients, are you still going to lose body fat? Well, yeah. If your macros are set for what your body needs and they're set at a fat loss mode, and you eat to those macros, you're going to lose body fat. You will. But if you don't have the micronutrients that you need, then you're going to eventually fall into this situation where you're having cravings, you're not sleeping well, you have lack of energy, maybe your cortisol goes out of whack because you're kind of stressed out, because you're not sleeping well, uh, you're not moving as much because you don't have as much energy. So if you're not moving as much, you're not burning as many calories, and then you're going to be putting on fat because those macros don't work for you anymore because you're not burning as many calories because your body is not functioning well. See how that works? So yeah, micronutrients play a major part. So when it comes to fitting your macros, and this is a major um, misconception amongst, amongst lots of people who think that, and, and we just call them macros, but there's a way that came out, I don't know when it was, like 10 years ago, and it was called IIFYM, if it fits your macros. There's even a website about it. I'm not even sure if they came up with the term, but whatever. It says, if you if it fits your macros, then you should be fine. You will lose body fat. So yes, as I mentioned, yeah. And a lot of trainers and nutrition people think that, that that mindset and that nutritional theory, for lack of a better term, is really bad because you're going to be fitting in 
all the unhealthy things. You're only going to be eating donuts and you're only going to be eating Pop-Tarts, which was like the thing like 12 years ago. If you fit in your macros, you're only going to be eating Pop-Tarts and candy. And you know, you're just not going to be fitting in the healthy things like fruits and vegetables and good sources of protein. And all you got to do is fit your macros. Any one of you who do this fit your, I actually had a trainer come to me. So I had, I was working with someone like best friends and he had a different trainer and he was shooting for something and he said well you know Nikki has competed in bodybuilding and she does macros and I'm going to ask her the question and apparently the trainer had said uh well if they do IFYM then that's not going to work if that doesn't work for bodybuilding well I went on to place first in my show doing if it fits your macros (laughs) so it does work and it doesn't though mean that you are 100% healthy. Now, I fit all the fruits and vegetables and I supplemented vitamins and minerals in my diet. I did eat healthy. Um, And yeah, there's going to be people out there who don't eat healthy completely and it does fit their macronutrients, right? But it doesn't mean it's a bad way of eating. It's a balanced way of eating. And and it was funny because he was like, oh, well, if she does IIFYM, then you shouldn't listen to her information. And uh Obviously, the guy asked me the question anyways, gave him the information, bam, nutrition changed, start seeing amazing uh, change, and was not eating Pop-Tarts, probably didn't even have one. (laughs) So it is very important to know that as you're eating your macros, you do need to pay attention to micronutrients, and that's something I want everyone out there who may be against macros to understand, that your macronutrients are just a, a guide for the things that give you your calories, but you still have to be accountable to yourself and you still have to take a little bit of that you know that authority of your own nutrition and eat what you want in in that it's gonna give you something healthy like eat what you know is right for you (laughs) so adding in the fruits and the vegetables and all that is very important so yeah macros do play a major part in your fat loss or your overall health goals because without having all of those in line or at least up to their limit you can start having deficiencies that can cause all kinds of problems and a lot of people start to add in foods when they're having all these issues like if you're tired you add in more food or you add in caffeine or you start to fill those holes with things that aren't actually going to help fix the underlying problem which is you might need to be eating better for you foods so I am all for eating more whole healthy foods you know, adding in some spinach, add in an entire bag of spinach. When you cook it, it cooks down to like nearly nothing, but it's going to give you so much iron. It's going to give you calcium. It's going to give you fiber, which is actually a macro, but you know, it's still a good thing for you. Um, It's going, all of these foods that you can eat with all the vitamins and minerals that we all know we should be eating, they are important. So yeah. The second question was, what are the most important macros or micros? And that one is hard. And the reason why I'm touching on that is because it is not going to be the same for everybody. I mean, some people, for me personally, I'm deficient in B's and D's. I supplement both of those. Um, I don't need to supplement calcium. I don't need to supplement, oh, I need to supplement iron. I don't, not very well, but I am anemic. Um, So I do supplement magnesium as well. So some of the ones I personally feel are important for people who are highly active, you might sweat a lot, you lift weights, um, or you're feeling just like you're overtaxed and you're always tired. Here are a few that I like that help with all of that. Magnesium. Magnesium is one that I think pretty much everybody needs. 
we don't have a lot of foods that we eat, especially if you're dairy free. You're not eating a lot of foods that are supplement that are fortified with magnesium. Magnesium is very helpful for uh, muscle recovery, muscle relaxation and muscle recovery. If you take a lot of magnesium, like for the very first time or first couple times, you can feel your muscles twitching. Not like, I don't know, it sounds horrible, but not like, oh my gosh, my legs are twitching all over the place or restless leg syndrome, nothing like that. But if I have a a knot, like a clear knot in like my quad for say, and I take some magnesium, I can feel it kind of going, oh, it's going to relax a little bit while I'm massaging it. It's not like this physical like jerking sensation but magnesium is good for that but along with that comes just this sense of relaxation that you have it's not like you're taking a sleeping pill or melatonin or anything like that you're just taking something that kind of helps you just relax because it it relaxes your muscles and so some people take it to fall asleep and actually in a lot of the sleeping gummies like magnesium is the big one like what's the main brand calm there's a powder you can take the the chewables swallowables whatever um calm is a big company and that is just magnesium it's called calm it's a sleep aid it's straight magnesium and i'm not talking about melatonin that will be a whole nother thing that is actually a hormone that your body already makes I'm not going to go into that right now. So, but I'm talking any supplement that does not have melatonin in it, but is also what they label as like help your sleep is typically magnesium. So I like magnesium. It does help with after workout soreness. It helps with, it helps getting your gut moving because again, it relaxes those muscles. So therefore your muscles are more relaxed and you can go to the bathroom. It also is an osmotic, osmotic, I always get that wrong. Um, And it actually brings water into the intestine. So uh, magnesium citrate, not all magnesiums that are cut with something else are the same. So there's magnesium um, citrate and oxalate. I like uh, citrate because I it helps with recovery. It helps with those muscle relaxation. I do get a sense of like calm a little bit if I take a significant amount, not a significant amount, but an actual amount that's on the label, maybe plus one extra little chewable. Um, and then it also helps with bringing water and fluid into your intestine so you can actually go easier. So anyone that has um, IBS-C, if you know what that is, you have it, then magnesium is really helpful. Magnesium citrate is really helpful for that as well. So it kind of has a lot of good ones. So I like magnesium. All the B vitamins are helpful. A lot of people are deficient in B vitamins. And if you tend to be tired, um, like kind of draggy, and sometimes you're not, maybe it's B vitamins. Can't say. I don't know, but it usually could be B vitamins. They give a lot of energy. That's the one that a lot of people get the, they go to whatever location that has an IV and they hook you up to your happy juice and it's just a bunch of B vitamins. Um, I've done that once, but I prefer not to have people give me an uh, IVs unless I'm like in a doctor setting. So I don't personally do that. I also drink a, uh, my energy drink, which is very low caffeine, is very high in B vitamins. So I get my B vitamins that way. I also have sublingual B vitamins, which I never remember to take. So I take my energy drink, works for my B vitamins. I'm already deficient anyways. And those ones you can't have too much of. You pee them out. So uh, B vitamins, D, iron, calcium, folate. I mean, there are so many that are important, right? So every vitamin and mineral is important. And there are a few though that I want to mention that you can have too much of. So the ones that can be toxic that people tend to ingest are D, K, A, and E. 
those vitamins can be toxic in large quantities. So I know lately people are like, oh, take vitamin D. It helps your immune system. Take, take it. Everyone's taking vitamin D right and left because they think it's going to help boost their immune system. When in reality, that is one of the toxic vitamins that we have. You can have that in toxic quantities in your body and that's not healthy. And if you're not deficient in a vitamin, then you don't necessarily need to take it because then it'll just be at a you're just increasing the levels in your body and you can have a toxic level just like k a and e and right now i've seen i don't know why i've seen a lot of the ads but a lot of ads pop up on my phone for vitamin k maybe because i have vitamin d like on my subscription list and somehow my phone has said oh now you need to take k also they do go hand in hand they're really helpful for bone health so d is also good for bone health um but i'm no no longer deficient because i supplement with like almost 10,000 milligrams or i use um which is a lot. So most people will do a thousand, if not 400. So it is very important to know what your level is. So you don't get into those toxic levels and don't just go take something because someone said you should, Hey, this is important. Go take it. No, don't please. Because you could, you could hurt yourself. Vitamin A is the same thing. We get that from food we eat and people do supplement with it because there are people say, Oh, vitamin A and E is really good for your skin. Yes, but it has a toxic level as well. Those are the ones that are stored in your body fat in their excess levels, and then that doesn't leave. Where there's other ones that are more water-soluble, and the, they, you just pee it out. Like if you have too many B vitamins, then it doesn't get stored in your body fat, which stays in your body. It goes and you flush that out as you urinate, and then you don't have that level. There's no toxic level. It just goes away. So you're basically peeing away your money if you're overdoing it with B vitamins. You'll know you're overdoing it because your urine turns orange. B vitamins in excess tend to have, uh, they, if you're clear urine, you will normally have like dark urine or, or even orange if you have too many B vitamins. You just pee it out. So there's no toxic level there. Um, the other ones can be. So I do, that's kind of a little message right there real quick. Just be aware if you if a doctor has not told you to take vitamin D or you're not deficient in it, don't do it. And that brings me to the next one, which is how much of each do I take to make it work? Well, you got to get blood work done. I don't know. You may not need anything. You may not need any vitamins whatsoever, but you don't know. The one thing I will say, and then I'll talk about alcohol. The one thing I will say about supplementing with vitamins is that if you are in a caloric deficit, and you've gone down, like if you're a client of mine or you're in the membership and we've taken your macros down a little bit, like we've gone past maybe a plateau or two, kind of bumped you past those plateaus and you're in a good deficit, then that is a good time to supplement with a multivitamin. I'm not going to go and say, you take this, you take this, you take this, because I don't know. You have to have blood work. Your doctor will tell you what you are deficient in and you can ask for every blood panel you want, especially of your annual physical, and then you'll know what you need. However, if you are in a caloric deficit, it is very likely you're not eating enough food because you're not, right? You're eating in a caloric deficit in order to lose body fat. You're not eating a ton of food to give you the amount of the vitamins that you need to fill up your vitamin stores, for lack of a better term. And supplementing with a multivitamin in that scenario is when I would say, yeah, please supplement with a multivitamin if you are not someone that eats a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit, or you're eating in a pretty good caloric deficit, go find an awesome multivitamin. Um, yeah, they're going to be large because physics says you cannot fit that much in a pill. And well, that's, that's the last little thing here. There are some pills I've seen that say we have like a thousand different fruits and vegetables in this one pill and it's like the tiniest little thing you've ever seen. 
It doesn't always work that way, especially when you're taking like, I have some that have oils, like a vitamin D is simply an oil. Um, they'll tell you you've got like four days worth of this, making this up, four days worth of vitamin D, but it's an oil and that physically can't fit in a pill that tiny. And remember, they are not verified by the by the FDA, like there's no one saying there's that exact amount of vitamin in there. No one's verifying that. They can pay an agency to say, yeah, they're doing the right thing, but they're paying them anyway. Like they're paying them. So you never know. So find a good brand. I like um, that Nature's Bounty one. Um, Now Brands is absolutely my one I know. I trust Now Brands for almost everything. And multivitamins, that's one. Caloric deficit, where you don't eat vegetables, get a multivitamin. All right. Now we're going to talk about alcohol as it pertains to nutrition only and fat loss. So how is macro, how is alcohol not a macronutrient? And how is it not a micronutrient, but yet we get calories from it? And you know we get calories from it because if you've ever heard, if you've ever been a client of mine or in our membership, or you've heard anyone talk about alcohol, you do get calories from it, right? How is that possible? And what do you call it? Well, it's not a macronutrient because there's, you don't need mass quantities of it, but you do get calories from it. You actually get almost double the calories from one gram of alcohol that you would from one gram of carbs, double. But it's not a micro because it's not a vitamin or a mineral. So what is it? It is its own thing. And as much as you don't want to believe it, alcohol is a toxin. It truly is a toxin in your body. And not shaming anyone, not saying, oh my gosh, you're horrible because you drink toxins. Like, that's ridiculous. That's not what I'm saying. But it is. I mean, you don't get hangovers from everything, right? Um, Some people can have one drink and get a hangover. That is your body reacting to this substance that you have put into it. So yeah, that's what it is. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. There's actually a really good podcast I will link in the show notes of this one um, that you can listen to by, it's called, it's a Huberman Lab is the podcast. And he's a um, PhD out of Stanford. And it was an amazing podcast that doesn't discuss the nutritional benefits or benefits or negative benefits of alcohol. So you can t- listen to that one for that and for the everything else about alcohol but nutrition. So I'm going to talk about the nutrition standpoint from it. So yes, you get seven calories per gram where carbs you only get four uh, calories per gram. And it's not needed in large quantities. And if you drink it, you will have to log it. And if you don't log your food, you'll have to at least think about the fact that you're getting calories from it because you are. So let's let's think about some of these uh, real popular brands like Truly and White Claw and all the ones that everyone drinks a lot of because they say one gram of carbs or one gram of sugar. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm drinking five of these or three of these and I'm only getting three grams of sugar. That's awesome. Yes, you're only getting three grams of sugar if you drink three White Claws, but you're still going to be getting over 100, close to 200 calories, not from the sugar, but from the alcohol, right? The alcohol itself is bringing calories into your body, not sugar. So it's like a shot. A shot is not worth nothing. You get a shot of tequila, you have no chaser, you have nothing, no juice, no lime, nothing, right? Just tequila. And you're thinking, yes, it's like drinking a shot of water. But is that tequila doing the same thing to your body as a shot of water? No. It's bringing you seven calories for that ounce. Or not seven calories, sorry. It's bringing seven calories per gram in that one ounce. So 
you could have a shot of tequila is close to 20 calories in one, right? So there's a significant, if you have wine, let's say wine, a nice four ounce or five ounce pour, depending on the wine, could bring you 128 to 132 calories in the wine. And that's not just from the grapes and the grape juice and the sugar added to the wine, which is important, believe me. Non-sugar wine, not tasty. It's okay to have the sugar in the wine because it brings good stuff too. It also brings out some of the things that we need when they're processing the wine. But um, you're getting the, the liquor or the um, carbs from the sugar and from the grape juice, which is sugar. And you're also getting the calories from the wine, the actual alcohol in the wine itself. So you break that down, take it out and put it in a shot. You're still going to get calories from that. So put that into a White Claw bottle can it's the same thing there may only be one gram of sugar but you're still going to be getting what i don't know how many i can't remember how many ounces it is i think it it's going to be about probably 80 calories maybe it was 85 calories last time i did it um for that one can of white claw right you see the one gram on the label and you're like bingo no you're still getting close to 100 calories that you're ingesting in that one can. So you have like three of them, you're close to 300 calories. You just had a burger. So not saying don't do it. I'm just saying account for it appropriately. That's why a lot of people say, well, I gave up drinking and I lost a lot of weight. I'm telling you right now, it wasn't the alcohol itself that was making you fat. The actual ethanol alcohol, the toxin itself, that wasn't making you fat. That wasn't making you gain weight. It was the calories that you were ingesting that you had no idea you were ingesting. And probably the french fry and burgers and pieces of pizza and sandwiches you had afterwards that you were not thinking about because you were inebriated and your inhibitions were down and you were just deciding, you know what? I'm not going to make a good choice today. I'm going to go have that burrito. Cool. Yum. You had a great night. Awesome. But be aware that you did have alcohol calories and you're having the calorie from the snacks you had, right? So alcohol is not a macronutrient because it doesn't give you any nutrients, but it gives you a whole heck of a lot of calories. And now within the membership for stress less uh, nutrition and our stress less nutrition method membership, we do talk about how to account for that. And um, you can account for it in both carbs or fat and protein, but no one would do it as protein because if you're accounting for those calories as another macronutrient, you have to take from that. And you don't want to ever take from your protein. You want to eat all your protein. And you don't want to take from your fats because they're important. And you don't always want to take from your carbs either because they give you stuff that you can eat that you like on the weekends. So we do talk about how to account for your alcohol within your carbs or your fat macronutrients. Um, But the point of this today is to let you guys know, yeah, there are calories in alcohol. And a lot of people don't recognize that because the labels we see don't tell us that. Or you see the label and it says 100 calories. You're like, wait, 100 calories. You look at the carb. Carb says one gram of carbs and the total calories is 100. And you're like, oh, eh, I don't know. Where did those come from? I don't know. No, you're really only getting four calories from carbs. The rest of those calories that are on that total calories, that's all from the alcohol, right? What's that? 86 calories from alcohol. The four calories are coming from that one gram of carbs you see on that list. See where I'm going with that? So there are calories there. So I hope that you learned something today about macros and micros and alcohol and that I'm not here to shame anyone who drinks. Go listen to that Huberman podcast though. That thing, well, it was mind-blowing. 
Um, I really learned a lot about alcohol in terms of the, like the, the neuro processes that it inter- interrupts or that it affects um, and how it can make a part in your life, um, that kind of thing. So that was really interesting. I will link that for you. What I want you to go away with today from this podcast is thinking about your micronutrients. I want you to really, really think about how you're fueling your body with things that are good for you. Macros, I talked about making sure you fit in the fun treats. For the micros, I want you to think about making sure you're fitting in the good things. The things that are going to fill those holes, they're going to make your body function better. It's going to make you feel better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have more energy. And you're going to be able to just be more of a whole healthy person. So that's what you're going to do. Run off. Figure out what micros you need. Make sure you're eating vitamins and minerals. And if you're in a caloric deficit, grab a multivitamin and have a wonderful day day. Thanks for listening. Did you know that one way to balance out all things in life, maybe even your hormones, and definitely your stress level is to take a moment, take a vacation, take a weekend, take a day. And I've got something perfect for you. We have our stressless retreat in San Diego in a house that is literally between the beach and the bay with a rooftop space waiting for you. I'm so excited. We're going to have someone cook our food or at least people deliver our food. We got yoga. We have wine pairing with some of our food. We have workouts. There is a optional half marathon 5k that is along Pacific Beach. It's going to be amazing. Please, please, if you want in, you need to let me know now because spots are going fast. If you are local and you want a day pass, we have those available too, but mostly it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be September 28th through October 2nd. You want to come in that Thursday evening. You want to leave that Sunday and you want to enjoy the entire time with some Fun ladies are going to hang out, relax, who all kind of want to live the same lifestyle and are in the same mindset. So if you have any questions, shoot me an email, nikki.stressless at gmail.com or send me a message here or send me a message anywhere on any platform. I will find it and we'll get you registered. I've got a way that you can make have a discount if you'd like um, when you pay. So just let me know. We would love to have you. We'd love to get to know you and uh, spend some amazing time getting to know each other and relaxing.